Welcome back to Mindwave. This is Jenner. Um, I'm going to do another course session today because it felt really helpful. <laughs> um, and I'm going to use it to give you guys some updates as well as to how uh, how 2.0 is going to come into full color here. Um, we have several, right now, we have several series running. This is going to be one of them where I just kind of, these are my personal thoughts um, on the development of the show and, you know, the core philosophy and all of that, I'm going to unpack here. But each one of these series is going to get its own kind of sound design, uh, little mini intros, if you will, to stand in for the regular theme song. And then those are going to be those clips, what whatever, 15, 20 seconds um, sound design pieces that we use will be put together um, for promos for YouTube. I feel like that's a really good way to brand and really kind of nail down, solidify what uh, what the series are about. Now, I do have some other sound design and, um, and graphic design projects on my desk first. I'll let you know about them because they are very cool. The first one is... Um, I'm actually kind of multitasking, slow motion multitasking between a few things, which slow, mo slow motion multitasking is actually part of the core. I haven't gotten into that yet, but um, flag for later. <laughs> um, so the first things that I really need to get down are um, some improv pieces for Jesse for his standalone clips that he sent me. Um, and he has a third out now so I really need to catch up there my idea is to um, improvise improvise a piece for each of those to go behind it um, and it should tie in thematically with whatever he's talking about so not only do I need to really kind of take my time and listen to those on repeat like 80 times to get a, a, a real sense for the flow of it and then just to be able to paint you know in there so that's that's one of the big ones that I have running right now I have my very first rap demo out um, not even it's not even a demo yet so if you're in the Mindwave universe you, you saw this little loop stack that I made for Connor um, that first project which has a name um, I still need to get the instrumental and the vocal hook in there uh, it's going to be super cool. I'm going to really enjoy building this track with Connor. That's going to be the extent of my music production for the moment. I'm going to do a whole uh, whole EP for Connor. And I'm tossing around ideas for one to do for Chandler as well. Um, but those are the, ma the main things right now. I really need Jesse's sound design. And I really need Connor's demo track so that I can get that off to him so that he can start doing, you know, stuff on top of it. Um, boom. <laughs> uh, no, and then the other one is Boone's sound design, which I'm really excited to get into. Um, I'm going to take it a really interesting place. I'm probably going to pull from Incendium a little bit um, and get that kind of fire of the gods, you know, like <laughs> Athena with the flaming sword at the gate kind of, uh, so I, I got to, uh, work on, on that a little bit and probably do, um, something else for something else slightly more, 
uh, ethereal and spacey for her far out wisdom thing because I, I want I want to do both. <laughs> um, I still have some more uh, some more theme music type stuff to do for other creators out there. Um, if I've started putting you together intros, um, the that should come with the understanding that I'm going to do outros too. So if you have um, credits, however you want me to list your credits, send me that in a text file. Um, uh, who you should uh, who should be thanked? Basically, uh, I always like to include my friends, my friends who make the show happen. Uh, so you know, use something like that. And I was. Um, Cedric Knight is actually one of the ones. Connor got me this little uh, mini project for his his podcast, The Nightly Word, and I was like, "Well, hey, you know, if you want a longer thing to play at the end um, of your sermon, whatever." Uh, However, I've never listened to his show, so I don't really know. But Connor gave me some good uh, artistic direction there. But um, I was like, "Hey, you know, give me something for, give me a list of names for the end of the show, people that you want to." credit with you know helping helping your mission you know the brothers and sisters of your congregation would be like a great example because you know imagine how cool that would be to like for them to see their name up on the screen uh so that's very much the kind of ethic that i'm going into as a creator um and like my whole creativity ethic is going to require probably its own standalone thing I'm going to get into a little bit of that today, but I called this one grounding and growth, um, I think, is what I stuck with, because uh, illumination and reflection, reflection and illumination, whichever one I, uh, that kind of really encompassed that whole thing really well, so t- today's is, is going to be about uh, your ground wires, find them, grab onto them, um, and use those to grow, um, so... I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get straight into it here. Um, I'm gonna make a quick note on the side for the creativity bit because this is all happening in real time. These these core sessions are emerging um, in my mind as I'm waking up. So that this is a new phenomenon that this is these things are coming into view and into focus. Um, in a really weird transitional state between uh, sleepness and awakeness, which is bizarre, but I'm liking it. Uh, so, um, one of the things, one of the things that I had nailed down really early was bottom-up creative creativity, um, where we start at the bottom and build up, as opposed to start with a vision at the top and build down. Um, and this is very much in line with the Lego movie thing. Um, you know, build, build your, your part here, you know, like there's no instruction manuals as, as to how this is supposed to work. We start at the bottom and we build, uh, this crazy world that we're, uh, we're trying to build and, uh, you know, you get to have your peace. <laughs> That's kind of like the whole, the whole thing. And, um, I, I feel like, Pulling this into the kind of open world video game RPG language is going to be helpful a little bit. Um, I have a lot of my themes are coming from there, uh, but ultimately they're coming from like a flashback kind of nostalgia thing. Um, you know, via the joy machine is typically how how those 
how those come into view or into color. I had the fucking, I woke up with the in living color. Bow, 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 and I was just like, it's like, am I, do I have to mention in living color as like one of these things? Um, and, and then the world is mine also, which is <laughs> Hatsune Miku uh, robot hologram dance track. That's not even old. It, it feels nostalgic, but that's not even old. It's just like one of those things. Um, but in terms of this like open world, open open creativity uh space and how we choose to navigate them um now this is completely impromptu so if if it feels a little scatterbrained i apologize (laughs) i do have a couple little little notes here um just as as bullet points of things that i want to cover but there's no rhyme or reason to any of it um but i'm I'm gonna stick with the video game thing for a second (laughs) And at the real-time Easter egg and post that uh, one of the... What, the thing I was going to use to open this, <laughs> um, I wasn't going to tell the whole story. And maybe I will. Maybe maybe I will. That'll be my next candy magic thing. But I've been talking about the Lego movie a lot. And I was going to open up my... Uh, I was going to open up my core thing on video games by talking about Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, and if you haven't seen Wreck-It Ralph... <sighs> Go watch kids' movies. I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, Boone's telling me, I'm watching the Lego movie just so I can see the dog. I'm like, you haven't watched... Oh, my God. You guys do not know what you're missing out on. Uh, Video games. Wreck-It Ralph. Okay, so... (laughs) I'm not telling the whole story, but you get it. It's an arcade. They're all plugged into the same thing, so they all have their own games. Okay? They all have their ground wires back to their own games. They're all grounded in their own game. But they get to they get to go outside of that, and they get to play outside of that, and they get to experience and play with the other video game characters, and they get to go into the other worlds. Um, and this is hello. <laughs> How I okay yeah. So you get you see grounding and growth. Are 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 we on the long? Are we on the same mind wave now? <laughs> That's where it was going with that. Um, is that like we do need that hardwire back to our our own game? Uh, but we also need the freedom to go out, you know, and explore and see the other worlds um, and just go and do crazy and be crazy shit. And uh, in fucking Wreck-It Ralph 2, they get access to the internet and it's a whole other thing. It's a whole other fucking thing, which is great. I love Wreck-It Ralph, man. That's fucking great. Anyway, grounding and growth. Because, you know, if you're a gamer, you you know that there are... There are pretty much two ways to play a video game. You can button smash or you can have strategy. <laughs> uh, button smashing can be incredibly powerful. Like if you've ever played um, a fucking fighting game but, or um, God damn it, Super Smash Bros or something, you know button smashing is like... It, it, it's a fucked up thing to do because of how powerful it is for if you're a if you're a strategizer and you're actually trying to uh, and you're actually trying to play the game so um, you know I guess I guess they're draw your own <laughs> insight from that what you will uh, but I, I'm definitely trying to take more of the uh, strategy route and this is something that I do in actual video games as well now um, not just not just like the fighting bits, but actually just taking more time to be like, well, 
I have to go do this mission and this mission over here, but maybe I should go do this first, or maybe I should spend more time in this valley and get all the collectibles out of it. Um, and just bringing, bringing some more strategy into it. Um, and then I'm also, I'm also going to invoke, uh, how do I, how do I tie this in? Cause it's all, it's all ties together. There's not a good segue, but, but one of the other things about, about video games is they, they usually have some unique physics going on to where it, it'll take you a minute to be like, well, that's not how gravity works in real life. I mean, Mario is the perfect example of this. Um, so, you know, realizing that each game, each domain kind of does have its own physics to it. Um, you know, some, some levels are going to be easier to play, uh, than others, but you know, that's not necessarily a good thing because an easy game is boring. You know, if you go right through it and this is why, this is why even if it's a, a game that I've never played before i will always start on like normal or hard because i want the game to be hard um you know so difficulty settings like knowing your difficulty settings like uh you know extrapolate that out (laughs) uh into real life how much how much you're going to challenge yourself really because i mean if you're flying right through it and um you know you're not you're not having as much fun but if you challenge yourself if you get to one if you get to one mini boss that takes you like eight times to beat that ninth time is going to be like ah (laughs) when the frustration is like fuck you because you get a little bit closer a little bit closer every time and then it gets shut down you die oh shit all right well we gotta try it again and it can get frustrating it can get frustrating like uh, newer video games are better about this, I think, than the old video games. Like being in uh, in Super Mario and getting stuck somewhere, or trying to pull off some weird trick to get up to some secret part. I mean, those would be like, yes, it would take you like literally 85 times to try and get through this like one specific part. Uh, but it was that that mastering of those skills, like. Those skills are what now allow people to be like robotic surgeons. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, it's it's a good it's a good tool to sharpen, I think. Um, but yeah, just know know your difficulty settings. Don't just turn it down to easy to get through this one part because you're like, well, fuck, I've I've tried to get through this, you know, like five times already. And well, yeah, you can breeze right through that part, but that just means you're gonna get to the end of the game sooner. <laughs> And uh, my big complaint, especially with these huge open world games, is that, like, the worlds are huge, but the stories are actually kind of (laughs) small. So you kind of got to spend most of your time doing, you know, stuff off on the side. Otherwise, if you're not careful, you just get to the end of the story and you're like, well, I didn't collect all that other stuff. I guess I can go back and do that and use cheats. And it's like, well, how fun is that? You know? <laughs> uh, and every game is different. Every game is different. For the exploring and, and, and RPG-style open world, I think there's there's things to learn there. Um, I This was a, a conversation that I'd had with Chet Gaines around... Um, uh, the ethics of cheating in um, in games that are more Sims-like, let's say, to where, like, yes, you have uh, income and you have a budget and you can buy things and upgrades and builds, you know, doing your own building. Um, 
and what the what the value of taking off those restraints are and you know this is within the context of um gamers for basic income which is translating that into a real world thing like wouldn't it be nice to have this cheat code that gives you you know how much cooler shit would you be able to build and upgrade if you had an extra thousand dollars you know like guaranteed coming your way uh which i think is a beautiful framing device but there is something to be said about that too about you know in in your creativity spaces they should be kind of boundless you should uh cheat i think in uh, creative spaces uh, in the video game sense, you know, don't give yourself artificial barriers. Uh, and I'm I'm gonna push I'm gonna push on those barriers a little bit on this show because um, so much of what I've wanted to do for the longest time has involved a lot of sound that has like not fully manifested. Like this has come up in a, a few places. Is just kind of like some candy sugar, but like the idea is to have a whole soundboard and to be able to do much more of that and to be able to do it in real time and to have our whole, you know, sound banks of stuff to use. Um, but you know, it, there's a whole thing there. There's a whole thing there when I'm using sounds from, you know, like old windows sounds or video game sounds or, or, or things like that. Uh, you know, I don't know. We're gonna have to see. We're gonna see how far I, I, I can push it with the uh, with the fair use, creative, uh, open creativity thing. Um, but that that is very much in line with what I'm trying to do. Um, is kind of open source, is kind of creative commons, uh, which is why I do have projects that are going to have you know that are going to be more like that you know, building the texture library, there is going to be open source stuff in there. Ultimately, I'm using texture to design stuff for specific people, for friends and stuff. But ultimately, that that library, that texture library is going to have open source, free to use stuff in it that's custom made by me. Um, and maybe Josh, like depending. Um, we haven't got we haven't done a whole lot of uh, music stuff lately, but that 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 would be an example. Um, you know, writing um, not just not just like theme songs, but this is he had this uh, this idea to, to to take kind of like an Andrew Huang approach, where you like give the stems out um, and then see what the the audio stems that is. If you're not a nerd, um, you you see what comes back, what people do with it, what people remix that into, which is an amazing sandbox project. That sounds like a crazy cool sandbox project. Uh, so I'm super excited to kind of really get into those. A lot of them are going to kind of, I think, be oriented around like design and video games and other stuff that kind of falls outside the realm of the podcast a little bit, but that's great. And music, uh, music in particular, um, you know, once I get some, once I get some of my signature beats, <laughs> if you will, my, my hand designed beats, I might put those together into some kind of pack. Uh, you know, we'll see. It's just, it's, it's the sandbox and I love the fucking sandbox and I cannot wait for it to take off more. Um, by the way, um, get over there, <laughs> get over here. Uh, go over to the fucking sandbox at mindwave.media and see what's in there. It's not very much at the moment, but you'll get an idea for where I'm trying to take it. Uh, and that's what it's going to be for. It's going to be for collaboration on 
you know, stuff like that, which I think would be super fun and, and just another way for us to play and engage. Um, uh, for all of you nerds, and speaking of weird physics and building unboundless uh, creativity, all of that, uh, fucking Minecraft. <laughs> Uh, I've been culturally aware of Minecraft since it came out. I, I never went in there. Never spent any time. Uh, I was just like, uh, okay, but I know, I know, you know, in terms of uh, the things that can be built in there, I know, I know that it's like, it's actually probably a good thing I haven't spent any time in there because <laughs> I would spend my whole life in there. Uh, building crazy cool shit, and I already have so many cool ideas, but Cory Cottrell had invited me to the Church of Reason in Minecraft, which was fantastic, uh, and I accidentally broke some shit, so sorry. <laughs> but that railing has a name now. We're standing in this beautiful cathedral looking up at the watching the fucking sunrise and getting all philosophical, and I accidentally click my mouse, and I break... One click, I break the railing right at the thing. It was like, oh, no... <laughs> Uh, and I, I'm not familiar enough with the game yet to be able to just like, oh, let me fix that real quick. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea what I'm doing in there, but it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So, uh, the Mindwave podcast officially has a, uh, Minecraft account. It's just Mindwave podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, so I don't know what I'm going to do with it, uh, aside from go to church, but, um, you know, we'll probably have our own server here pretty soon i gotta look into uh ways uh ways to do that places to uh put it but uh yeah conceivably we will have the mindwave universe will be a minecraft server that we can uh do kind of anything with and i i really want to take like the reins all the way completely off and just say build whatever you want um maybe don't destroy other people's shit to build your shit um, but maybe like if you have to build a, a tunnel through somebody else's thing to like connect your thing and that might be a, see, we'd have to, uh, we'd have to really nail down our, our creative model for what to do in there. But, <clears throat> but yeah, man, um, fucking Minecraft. It's, it just kind of, it just kind of stuck. Uh, and you know what I'm realizing? Like the grounding and growth thing. I mean, I guess it does kind of, it does kind of tie in because like all of, um, you know, gaming is a big ground wire for me. You have your own in your life. I'm sure, especially if a hobby or, or a craft or something that you do, I'm sure you have those ground wires, those, those moments, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's some specific recipe of cookies that your Nana used to make that are just every time you bake them, you just, are filled with joy and the house smells like magic. Uh, you know, it's about, it's about finding those and, and, and using them to help you grow, you know, in, in a kind of way. Cause I guess I'm using a tree metaphor. <laughs> uh, and I guess I'll tie it with the whole, um, reflection and illumination thing. Cause like we're trees, there's light coming down. We're absorbing the light. We have, uh, <laughs> we have roots in the ground and, uh, we use those things to grow. Uh, that's about as far as I can take it. I, again, I'm not a poet or a writer or anything, but 
a lot of these themes kind of seem to be overlapping <laughs> and a lot of these metaphors seem to be playing really well together so I, I'm gonna keep uh, I'm gonna keep up on that where are we at here looks like uh, 22 minutes so let's see I had um yeah, I guess let's go in. Let's go into harmonics for a minute because this this is uh, another kind of thing that is, that plays nicely with uh, you know the rest of the core. Um, one second, drinky. Uh, <clears throat> just a monster. It's early. It's like six thirty in the morning. No, I'm not drinking. <laughs> <clears throat> But uh, harmony is really interesting. Harmony is fast, always fascinated me um, since I was a little kid. I mean, within within the context of music, how how certain notes just sound like they belong together, and some of them don't. <laughs> uh, that seemed like a weird thing in nature to find. Um, which really, I mean, nature has its resonances. Nature has its harmonics. Um, but, you know, for the six-year-old sitting down at the piano, that felt very much like a pre-existing <laughs> something that I was discovering in nature that was already there. And this piece of shit was so out of tune and so old. It had this haunting kind of like pirate ship sound to it, which was fucking fantastic. Uh, one day I hope I get to play that piano again. Um, it's just beautiful, beautiful absolutely neglected but a uh, beautiful fucking upright um but this was my this was my challenge cuz i'm entirely i'm an autodidact i'm self-taught <laughs> pretty much everywhere where it counts that was funny uh leave it in everywhere where it counts i'm pretty much self-taught so i taught myself you know music i taught myself audio production i taught myself uh everything i taught myself video games i spent um <laughs> uh i spent oh jesus my fucking god damn it my mic stand hold on If you'd like to help buy us new mic stands, head to microwave.media. Become a friend of the fucking show. Give me $5. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm just going to readjust here. Fuck, did I lose my spot? I'm going to have to go back. Oh, Minecraft. Yeah, so I, I, I still have no idea. <laughs> Jesus. Leave it in. Uh, I still have no idea how to use this fucking game, but just like going around like in single player mode, um, I'm like, what the hell do I do? And it took me like half an hour to figure out I was supposed to punch the pig to get like pig meat because <laughs> uh, I just kept getting killed and I had no idea how to like get health. Like all these little monsters kept coming out and little spiders and like I'm trying to like build a little hole into the mountain to have like a little refuge and I'm like I don't know how to fucking kill these things I don't have any weapons how do I get how do I get weapons oh yeah you fucking punch trees like oh my god it just me going just frantically 
uh, for the first like half an hour of trying to play this game without you know ever like because obviously could have just gone and some ten year old could have taught me how to do it. Then and this is how you tame a horse. But I was just like, <laughs> we're talking about harmonics and how it's weird that certain things go together, um, certain noises, certain uh, wavelengths of light. Um, waves they complement each other sometimes they cancel each other out probably going to invoke physics a lot more on this show than i i anticipated um but it really is i was going to say illuminating <laughs> i was going to say illuminating again and i have to i have to catch myself uh doing that but one of the things that was uh first invoked when i was just thinking of just um you know harmonics and and things coming in and, and symphonizing together. I was reminded of um, Musica Universalis, uh, the Symphony of the Spheres, Harmony of the Spheres, um, Music of the Universe, which is it's an old idea around that, like the planets and things moving around up there, the motions of the uh, heavenly bodies are some kind of cosmic music. Um, that if we if we just found the right keys that they were supposed to be played in, we could play it. Um, and I, I had a, a a weird kind of funky plan to do something along those lines years ago, years ago, taking astro astrophysical data of some kind and translating it into something that <laughs> approached music. Um, and weirdly enough, <laughs> weirdly enough, if you don't know. Um, the beginning of the show. That little wow. That's actually not a, a software instrument. That's not a bass synth of any kind. That's actually the light waves from a star. Um, that came from NASA. Uh, you can actually. That's why there's that like weird little clicky poppy thing in it that was just impossible to because um, it's a repeating. It does that kind of like thing. There wasn't a way to get rid of the. But I I I found a way to make it like spicy and sexy. Uh, it's actually slightly pitched a little bit to get to an actual note because the actual stars don't tune themselves conveniently to notes for us uh, <laughs> or however the light waves uh, from that star were translated into audio waves that the human ear can hear. I mean, it, it probably wasn't completely arbitrary, but it wasn't on an actual note, so I did actually actually have to take it uh, and move it. Uh, I think it was just like maybe 10 cents. 15 cents or something I don't I don't remember but that's kind of one of those things <laughs> that just kind of like tied into the core for a minute uh, and wasn't even planned uh you know and it and it's weird because like the other kind of like That sounds like a didgeridoo because it is a didgeridoo. <laughs> uh, I actually have one. I was fucking around with it and uh, put it through some weird choppy shit. But uh, yeah, which is kind of ties this whole ancestral thing that I'm getting at. Kind of like deep human Rudy thing up to like, whoa, crazy space star shit. So like a lot of this stuff was like not even like the connections 
were there, but the lines had never even occurred to me before. So it's again, it's like it's, I, I keep describing describing this as like a web, you know, some kind of like large, huge, interconnected, pulsating, colorful, evolving web of interconnectedness. Interconnectedness. That was, mm. yeah, it's fine. Um, it's fine is also in. Uh, I think it's fine. It as part of the core. Part of the core message of the of Mindwave, it's it's fine. It really is. <laughs> uh, it's gonna go on a t-shirt. It's gonna be one of the first things to go on a t-shirt. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, it really is. So this is probably gonna be a shorter one today. I mean, I didn't have too much to get through. I just thought I'd talk about video games for a minute and um, maybe think about how there are there might be real lessons that we can find in there somewhere, maybe. And, uh, you know, we had a few rabbit holes, but we always do because it's mind wave. Uh, but yeah, thanks for, thanks for tuning in and, um, you know, stay tuned because I'm, I'm going to do more of these, these core sessions. I think they're, they're helpful for me and they might be helpful for, um, you know, listeners who kind of need a meta analysis of the show. <laughs> it's like the meta show within the show. It's a show about the show, about making the show. Uh, so yeah, well, uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I kind of like this. We'll talk to you soon. I was thinking about doing a candy magic thing <laughs> for Wreck-It Ralph, but uh, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'm as emotionally attached to this story enough. Like the Lego movie was very easy for me to tell, even though like if I if I were to try to sit down and tell it again, I could tell I could do a way better job. <laughs> Uh, goals but one of the important I think that really the core message of that movie is be- because I said you know like we all need our groundware we all need our game uh, so to speak and uh, you know Penelope was a really interesting character in that regard because she had a glitch you know she didn't fit into her game um, which gave her some really unique properties um, it actually made her one of the, but God damn it, see, I, I, I do know this story well enough to not tell it like I told Lego movie, but it really is that. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, the game breaks and where's she going to go? Where's her ground wire? You know? Uh, and so there's, there's a really, really kind of something deeper there that if, if you hit really, uh, I mean, you see, if you've seen the movie, you felt it, but maybe didn't like realize that that's what was happening <laughs> inside of you and that's why it's because it's like oh there's like there's a deeper truth in there you know we need we all need our ground wires and it takes friends it takes people to you know takes other places to go um like it really does it takes fucking like village sometimes um especially when we're at our worst and we're glitching we're breaking apart you know we might lose our uh, game oh <laughs> what uh, yeah, but you know, it's, uh, the, I, I can't tell that one. I, I really can't as well as, uh, I think I'm going to try to retell the Lego movie first into a, into an actual, okay, I'll, I'll write it out. I'll, I'll be, I'll do like the writers do. Um, I'm obviously going to keep that one because especially with the video work that I did to it, <laughs> it's so fucking perfect. Uh, it just synced up perfectly. It's beautiful. 
Uh, but yeah, you know, lots more of that, lots more of that little stuff to do. I'm going to go work on some stuff for Jesse right now. Um, and I gotta, I gotta listen to some Harry Potter music <laughs> to get inspired. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll try it. It'll be a new thing. The candy magic minis. Um, I, but I'm going to, I, I gotta redo the Lego one first and, uh, obviously get Jesse's up and going before I can, before I can really get into Wreck-It Ralph because such a cute story, you guys. Such a cute story. It's a seriously watch these fucking movies if you have not watched them. <laughs> oh, man. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a minute to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You have a really good taste in podcasts, clearly. So you probably also have a good taste in friends and know somebody who would enjoy the show as much as you do. So share the love. It's what we're all about. Special thanks to the friends of the show who make it possible. Rob J. Wilson, Corey Wilcox, Phil Ord, Travis Meyer, Heather Cook, Julia May, and Boone Hemp. Join the Mindwave universe at mindwave.media to be a part of the Mindwave journey with us. Also, make sure to check out the other content creators in the Mindwave sandbox and please help us support their work. Give us a follow on Twitter at Mindwave Podcast. If you think I'm cute, you can follow me at Mindwave Jenner. And if you think I'm annoying, wait until you see my Twitter at Mindwave Josh. Thanks again for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next time. The Mindwave Podcast is produced by Studio Stargazer. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. <laughs>